Hello. My name is JJ Hawley, and I'm President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to another episode of Between the Trees. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Danny Signorelli with Signorelli Properties. And we're going to talk about some uh, interesting issues that are facing us coming up. And, but before we do that, Danny, tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Uh, background. Uh, married for 24 years, uh, four awesome kids. Uh, we got three in uh, high school here, John Cooper. And our oldest, Alexa, is a sophomore at Texas A&M. Uh, third well, I believe you might have hailed from as well. I, uh, I am a little bit gung-ho when it comes to Texas A&M, particularly Aggie football, so I'm happy to stay in Third-generation Montgomery County, been here a long time, uh, and uh, cared a great deal about uh, about this community. And how long have you lived in the Woodlands? Lived in the Woodlands, uh, I guess since Alexa was a second grader, Mila was in pre-K, so uh, it's probably 14, 15 years, 16 years maybe. So quite a while. Yeah. And yeah. your company is headquartered here in the Woodlands. That's correct. So and what do you guys do? We are in the development business. Mm -hmm. uh, we develop master plan communities, uh, uh, neighborhoods, uh, uh, kind of a unique model. We actually develop in nine counties that make up the greater Houston area. Uh, so we have divisions that do retail, commercial, medical, office, home building. Uh, and, uh, uh, and frankly, uh, uh, you know, every asset class that you would find in, in a master plan. What we do not do is we do not develop in the woodlands. Yep. We don't develop, uh, we don't own any land in the woodlands outside my personal home uh, and our, our corporate headquarters. And where are some of the properties that, uh, that you guys are building and have built? So I'd say probably uh, uh, a, a very neat one we did uh, in, in uh, across from Kingwood uh, called the Commons of Lake Houston, mm -hmm. uh, a 3,300 acre uh, master plan community. But I'd say our most dynamic community would be Valley Ranch. Uh, so that's right on I-69 and Grand Parkway, uh, about 11 and a half miles from here. Uh, so uh, uh, that that particular community is 1,400 acres, and uh, uh, it, uh, today we've created about 4,000 jobs and, and nearly a billion in tax base uh, and, and really worked hard and working hard to change that corridor so they have the quality of life. Uh, conveniences and experiences that, that we enjoy here and often take for granted uh, in the woodlands. Yeah, and it's it's pretty amazing if if, uh, if if someone hasn't traveled east on 99 in the last six eight months or a year, how much has changed? It uh, it's it's changing a great deal, it, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it has. It's it's come a long way. Mm -hmm. uh, we took a a large piece of land that was lots of palmettas and and trees and pine mm -hmm. trees, uh, and uh, and did our best. Uh, imitation of trying to create uh, what I learned, study in George Mitchell's playbook, uh, and that is that is how to develop a master plan community that makes an impact uh, on, on on everyone a positive impact from tax base to jobs to uh, to creating a better place for people to live, work, and play. Well, and uh, the Woodlands has been rated the number one uh, community in the entire country by Niche.com. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, George Mitchell probably had a pretty good vision and a pretty good guy to, to learn from. Tell you what, th those things don't happen by accident. Uh, there's there's a complex formula in there, and uh, and, uh, and and people need to understand that if you want to really start trying to tweak things that, that already uh, you, you if you're in my business, you're trying to copy what the world has done. It is special, uh, and I've studied a ton of things all over. Uh, this is it's not easy to achieve what we have today. And speaking of tweaking things, so there is a uh, uh, there will be a resolution 
uh, on the uh, on the ballot, yep. uh, November second. Uh, I believe early voting starts on October eighteenth. So on incorporating the rules, what would that well, well, what it means is we're going to take all of our current limited power government structure and we're going to consolidate that to a true city council uh, without the checks and balances that we have today. Um, making us a city uh, means that we're going to be just like Conroe and any other city that is that, that is riddled with problems, with debt, with with inefficiencies and waste, uh, when we're the poster child for what everybody would like to be, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and it, it just doesn't. You know, I, I've studied all of it, uh, and uh, I've studied all the documentation. There's just there's not a reason for us to uh, make this jump. Uh, it's not a jump to be better. It's mm -hmm. a jump to go do what they should wish they were us are trying to do. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, we, we, you know, the arguments I read, it's like we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. We are the Joneses. Mm -hmm. The Woodlands is uh, the township is 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 the most wealthy uh, homeowners association. So a very sophisticated homeowners mm -hmm. association, mind you. Uh, but it's incredibly wealthy uh, because when George Mitchell created this and and the way leadership has taken it, we capture just about every single revenue that a city captures without the city expenses, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it's baffling to me that we would shift from an, a very efficient, like the poster child of efficient government, mm -hmm. to something that, uh, that has proven to fail city after city as each makes each cycle of, of, of elected city council people make one mistake after another, one pet project after another. With, with the checks and balances gone, where are you going to go? You've got no guarantees. Today, if you want to make a change, mm -hmm. You've got to come to us voters and ask us if you can make a change. We're us voters are powerful. So, so speaking of that, is annexation inevitable? Absolutely not. Why? What? Mm -hmm. Where is the reason to annex? Right. So, for starters, we did at one time have a reasonable uh, purpose, and that was defense. Right. To keep city of Houston or Conroe annexing us and taking our tax base. Right. Mm -hmm. That made sense until. Senate Bill 6 in 2017, where Senator Creighton uh, helped carry a bill, pass a state law signed by the governor, making it completely impossible with no deadline on when anybody can annex us without our vote. Mm -hmm. So you hear about the 2057 agreement. You know what? That was an agreement to make everybody leave us alone until 2057. Still required a vote mm -hmm. at the end, right? Mm -hmm. But this law even made that irrelevant. And strengthened in 2019, where Governor uh, Abbott signed another bill that made it impossible. There were there were some 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 uh, uh, population limitations in the initial. It was further strengthened in 2019. Yet you don't see this blasted all over the community. We should have had a freaking parade out here on mm -hmm. Woodlands Parkway mm -hmm. uh, celebrating Senator Creighton set, and, set and this free. The, the, those <laughs> that, that put us in in perpetual protection. Uh, eliminating the only reason I would ever think that we would need to or want to become city. Because I think that's some people's fear is that, uh, uh, especially those that have been in, around the community for a while, remember the Kingwood story. Sure. Where Kingwood woke up and they were part of Houston. Yeah. It was tragic. I mean, we've done development all around Kingwood. Yeah. We've done tons of development over there. 
Uh, and it was tragic what the city of Houston was able to do. That was in like 1997 or so, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was the law that was created was was literally created to protect against that travesty where the city of Houston came in and said, this is great. We're going to pay off your mud bonds, and now we're going to uh, uh, treat you like we treat the rest of the city. Yeah, congratulations. You're part of the city of Houston. Th that's right. So that never can happen in the Woodlands because state law signed by the governor has created it, protected it, but you don't see it uh, when you when you when you look at uh, uh, the uh, I'll call it propaganda, the information that uh, that is passed around from our Woodlands Township today. Now, what about uh, control of our roads? I hear that as well as a reason to incorporate. Our roads are county roads. Mm -hmm. We have about five hundred miles of county roads in the Woodlands. These roads are an average of twenty-five to thirty years old. Roads don't last forever. Our county tax, county taxes pay for maintenance of those roads. Mm -hmm. We have pretty darn good roads around here, right? Like maybe the best. Mm -hmm. So if we want to become a city, that means that we're going to take ownership of 500 miles of roads. And also we're going to have our construction crews and buy a bunch of equipment and a bunch of maintenance people on salary and pension. And we're going to start maintaining those roads. You're still going to pay your county tax, mm -hmm. but we're going to have to have a new city tax to cover these expenses. Why? Why, why do we need to do that? And speaking of tax, uh, it's been proposed that there would be no tax increase to become a city. That's, that's just flat. I, I call it disingenuous. Call it strategically uh, 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 manipulating the data. I mean, I, I, I do want to show you because this is a point of frustration. So this this is the cover of last week's Woodlands Community Magazine. Some people look at this magazine like a, a place to find facts. This is paid for by the taxpayer, and it's written, produced, and created by our Woodlands Township leaders that are clearly for, five of them clearly for becoming a city. They state right here, no impact to tax rate. That is somewhere between disingenuous and a flat lie. The tax rate, and I've got to show you these things because what we should have in elected officials mm -hmm. is objective. We're all grown-ups here. We're all pretty educated, pretty, uh, pretty good thinkers, and we deserve to see both sides. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm so active today is because I am terribly disappointed in how short-sighted our leadership is in, in explaining uh, the other side. So what do you think the tax rate or implications would be if we decided to incorporate so right off the bat, and this is their modified latest version. Mm -hmm. uh, the previous version 18 months ago showed an even greater uh, jump. But today they're saying it's going to cost $15.8 million a year or to become a city. Mm -hmm. That's equivalent to a seven and a half cent tax hike. That's a fact. And that's their numbers, their consultants. If you dig deeper into the numbers, those are very, very uh, ambitious numbers. They're not going to see them. Mm -hmm. We're going to see worse. Um, additionally, there's a 3.6 cent tax hike in franchise fees. So they needed revenue to sell no tax hike, right? And there's two ways that they did that. One is shifting this franchise fee. So you're going to charge our, our energy, our utility company, 7.6 or $7.8 million for the right to serve us electricity. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think energy is going to do to us? Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to pass that $7.6, $7.8 million to the customer. So your power bill is going to go up. Now, here's how short-sighted that is. If you go ahead and just be straight up with me and give me that property tax increase because it's the best idea, great. I get to pay that property tax. I also get to expense it from my tax bill. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now you've shifted it over here as a franchise fee. So now it's my utility. You have this deductible. The property tax is deductible on your federal tax return. Right, but my electric bill is not. Fee. Right. Yeah. So, so you're gonna you're gonna hide three point six percent in a franchise fee and put it over here, and now I've got to pay I've got to pay that, and I can't expense mm-hmm. it. That's not very well thought out. It's at, a bit of a double at, win. At, at minimum, it's a, it's a double win. Yeah. Um, it's it's when I talk about objective stuff, and I'll, I want to show this. And I've I've got I've, I've got post out there. You can find all of my research. It's based on their consultants' numbers. Uh, we mm-hmm. believe and we 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 understand uh, a little deeper dive, sure. and it's and it's and it's much more difficult to hit what they're suggesting. Mm-hmm. But if we did not vote to become a city, then we would be able to release twenty point eight million dollars of incorporation reserves, uh, operating reserves. It'd be equivalent to a one time, basically ten cent property tax decrease. Mm-hmm. If we did not become a city, we would avoid thirty million dollars of new debt. That's a sixty six percent increase. From the current debt that the township has, debt. Okay, well, and and that would be taken on to build a building, city hall. That's building a police station. That's taking over public safety uh, from from our current uh, uh, structure, which is our elected official, by the way, of the residents. We elect our sheriff. Mm-hmm. We elect these officials, Commissioner Noat, to manage all these things for mm-hmm. us, and they're doing a pretty darn good job. By my, by my, and opinion. Sheriff Rand Henderson and, for and law enforcement. Sheriff Rand Henderson, that's table. exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so today, um, our dollars pay for this public safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's enhanced by the Woodlands Township by about twelve million bucks. Mm-hmm. We have a hundred and seven million in operating reserves in the township, up from fifty seven million just since two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. when Chairman Bunch uh, uh, took over in leadership. Um, we have a great deal of, 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 of liquidity and cash flow. Uh, so being able to enhance things for amenities, public safety, et cetera, are great. In their budget to become a city, that, that $12 million that, we, that, that they show we spend today in public safety to enhance uh, jumps to $26 million. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't go spend $26 million uh, off of 12 and not have a tax hike. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's quite a few things in there. The franchise I kind of talked about. But literally today, if, if, if you looked at our budget and you actually broke down the numbers, uh, we would, should, and could be able to reduce our current tax rate by uh, 20, 25%, uh, at least five cents. So dropping from 22 cents to 16 or 17 so cents. That sounds a good point, is, is you have this $100 million plus reserve, which you would use to keep the tax rate low or at the same initially, but would run out. Yeah. But if you use some of that reserve or, or quit saving for that uh, incorporation rainy day or, or had just a, uh, you know, a kind of a uh, best practices reserve, then you could reduce the tax rate. And one of the one of the issues is that uh, uh, with the city, you could freeze taxes for 65. Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing that up, JJ. So so right now, part of the campaign to. To I'm, I'm going to solve you know, to, to sway your vote. They 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 put out a we're going to freeze tax if you're 65 and older. Mm-hmm. Um, that freeze tax using their model represents 26 dollars a year for your home. Mm-hmm. 26 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a nickel and a dime to try to sway a very high uh, 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 voter turnout group of 65 and older. Yep. You're 65 and older. You vote. Uh, how many of them actually read the three, four, five hundred pages worth of data to get to the facts, though? And it's a very small percentage, and this is another thing that offends me. 
uh, in truth here, that $26, if they instead gave everybody a 20% homestead exemption, which they can easily afford to do. And, and the township could do that today. Absolutely. Legally, they could have done they it last that. year, year before, year before. They had the money to do it then. And uh, or and reduce the tax rate in total. And reduce the tax rate in total. If you were just to give the seniors the 20% homestead exemption, which they deserve, Mm -hmm. Then you're talking about instead of a $26 tax savings, it's more like a $225, $235 annual tax savings. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 uh, uh, the so, differences here are, are, are substantial. So speaking of uh, tax rates, when we look at tax rates of sister cities, other cities in our area that we could compare ourselves to, and we might, and this is one thing to look at, it is, uh, what's proposed is a no initial tax rate increase, but we become a city from now to perpetuity. And if we look at other cities in our area, what are their tax rates? So I want to, I want to, again, great questions. So right now, what we're, we're being told is that we will become a city and we'll maintain our 22 cent tax rate. Now, uh, what, what the township posted is true. For year one, you won't have a tax increase, but that's because we strategically spent the last five years growing the operating reserve from 57 to $107 million. While the taxable base also increased. The tax base increased by $2.4 billion over the last six years. Mm -hmm. So you got a windfall of revenue coming in. Mm -hmm. We're not handing that to the residents and the voters in the form of, of, of a well-deserved uh, tax rate uh, uh, cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, instead, we're stockpiling. We're stockpiling so we can pay for police departments. We're stockpiling so we can make the first year of becoming a city painless. Mm -hmm. It's painless, but if you dig in like we have, if you look at the research that I've done, then what you'll find is that that 22 cents with their numbers is actually 32 or 33 cents. And the reality is, even at that point, we're going to have to raise taxes higher if we want to maintain our incredible level of services uh, in maintaining our community. Well, and that's a key point, is another law passed by the legislature limits a city's ability to raise taxes by 3.5%. So if you have costs and you can't raise your taxes to meet those costs, how right. else can you fund your operations? So you tell me, you live here, I live here, look, my wife and I love to go for a walk on, on, on the trails uh, every evening that I can get home early enough to do so, yeah. right? Uh, our flower beds, our sidewalks, our amenities are second to none. Show me one city that has a special and consistent level of amenities. And that maintenance, I, I applaud Chairman Bunch and our township for mm -hmm. doing a great job. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do when you have buckets of cash, which is what it was designed for. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do as a voter? When we look up and say, hey, this 22 cents didn't work, we're going to have to go to 40 cents like, like Southlake or Ranrock or Frisco or Allen or mm -hmm. McKinney or Conroe, all of these cities that are comparable in size. Because I don't believe that all of these people are completely run by incompetent people, right? Mm -hmm. If you get voted out if you're incompetent. That's how much it takes to run a city. That's right. That's what mm -hmm. it costs. If it costs this much to run a city, mm -hmm. what makes us think that we're going to run it for any less? We're not. Our math, their math, their math shows that we're going to 33 cents. Mm -hmm. My math says we're going to 40. So what are you going to do as a resident, JJ, if, JJ, if your choice is, uh, state law says you can only go by 3.5%. Mm -hmm. So if you vote 3.5%, you're going to cut your sidewalks, your maintenance, a bunch of your amenities, mm -hmm. and maybe some public safety. 
Mm -hmm. Or would you like to vote a 10 cent tax hike so we can keep doing what we're doing so that our services don't diminish from what we've grown accustomed to? voters, we would have to approve that. That's right. Anything you, over three and a half percent. Yeah. You, yeah. you get to approve what's over three and a half and you get to look at the facts and go, well, you know what? It turns out we need a full dime here to pay for everything. What are you going to do? Well, you'd have to approve it. You keep can, the amenities that you want. And so now you're going to have two factions. Those that say, I don't care about flower beds and maintenance. And those that I'd rather not have the tax hike and those that say raise the taxes. You know what? I'm wealthy. I've got a half million dollar house. I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. Look, no matter how you slice it, our services and everything that we've come to expect that makes the Woodlands the number one community is going to become more expensive mm -hmm. and it's going to decrease in ability to handle. And so uh, it's, it's just completely disingenuous for anybody to be floating this thing around saying no impact to tax rate. Mm -hmm. It's completely disingenuous for elected officials, our elected officials that represent us with our tax dollars, to not be covering what the other side of the argument is, which is massive tax cuts and perpetuity and expectation for the current level of services that we've had and enjoyed for over 40 or years. tax increases. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, uh, in the interest of wrapping up, how would you uh, summarize uh, what voters should see and appreciate about this incorporation choice? So what I want to encourage voters to do is, is, is this an emotional one? I get a little bit too passionate from time to time, right? I can't tell. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've been creating communities for 26 years, 27 years, uh, and I, I pay attention here, and, and uh, I can only dream of, having, of creating a project that would be as successful, a community as successful mm -hmm. as the Woodlands. Uh, I know why it's special. Mm -hmm. um, if, if I want to close, I want to close with this one thing right here. Look. Howard Hughes Corporation is not the enemy. If you, at the end of the day, what you need to be looking at is that if you own a house, you are a real estate investor in the Woodlands. You may be a small investor in the Woodlands, but you are a real estate investor. And our real estate investment, whether you own a, uh, the Anadarko Tower uh, that Howard Hughes thankfully bought while it sits substantially empty, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't fill it up with third tier you know, uh, 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 companies. With, with lower lower salaries and lower mm -hmm. discretionary income, they are fighting the good fight to attract big mm -hmm. businesses to fill that, that, fill that building. If our buildings are empty, then our retail struggles, then our retail is empty. And if that struggles, then our restaurants that we all come to love and enjoy, they falter. Mm -hmm. And instead of Del Frisco's, you end up with Sizzler Steakhouses. Instead of nice restaurants, we end up with something less than. Mm -hmm. And if all that's struggling, our hotels struggle. Instead of Embassy Suites, they just change the name and it turns into a Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. The reality is it's insanity how many people out there are going, well, this is the bad guy, and if it's good for them, then we should go against it. Mm -hmm. Look, guys, you own a house and you enjoy a high quality of life, and a lot of that is subsidized substantially because of the success of the work component of Live, Work, Play. Mm -hmm. We need to be embracing office. We need to embrace those businesses because of the 64,000 people that work here in the Woodlands, most of them are small mom and pop shops and entrepreneurs. Most of them are places that need the traffic to succeed and they provide a great service for all of us. If we're failing in commercial, we're failing in retail, we're failing in hotel, our home values are going down, not up. If you want this to be an old, tired neighborhood, and your houses to be old and tired, then watch what happens if you make this place overtaxed. And watch what happens when all of a sudden you look up and go, wait a second, why did Exxon just leave here and go somewhere else? Why did Occidental leave here and they did and go somewhere else? 
That's that's your golden goose. And everybody's jacking with this thing like, you know what? It's bad. Those people are going to get rich because their building is going to get full. Hey, newsflash, guys. Howard Hughes develops all over the world. Their biggest investment is Bridgelands about 40 minutes from here. They have 40 years of development left. That's where their attention is. This is their baby because they're emotionally attached, just like I'm emotionally attached. Mm -hmm. Some folks need to wake up and realize interests are aligned. We want success. We like nice restaurants. We want successful office. We want this place occupied so that we can enjoy all of those benefits. Mm -hmm. If you had to just rely on the residents to support all of that, you wouldn't have it. Go look at any other neighborhood out there. And that's what you yeah, get. Is we're, we're fortunate. I mean, 60% of our tax base at the township is supported by commercial interest. That's right. Our property taxes, sales taxes. It, it helps to keep uh, our tax, property tax low or could be lower uh, as residents. It's the single driver that lowers and keeps your home taxes, your property taxes low. Well, Danny, I want to thank you for the time today. And I thank you for your passion on this subject. I can see it. I can think everybody can understand that. And you're doing this because... You live here and you work here. You've got employees here, and uh, you obviously uh, it means a lot to you. So it, it, it does. Thanks for the time that you spend doing. My this. pleasure. We appreciate it. Thanks for having Just, me on the show. Jimmy. You know, and the more we talk about the facts, the more we talk about information, the more we share that, the more we have these discussions, the better off we are. We want people to make informed votes. That's so, right. Thank informed you. votes. That's all we yeah. need. And if if we do uh, voting against incorporation, will absolutely prevail by yeah. landslide. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. And thank you very much for joining us in another episode of Between the Trees. And just as a side note, we do have an incorporation education session the Chamber is hosting at the Woodlands Resort on September 15th at 4 p.m. Please join us for more discussions on facts about incorporation. And before we close, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Woodlands Online, for the help they provide in putting this episode on every week. Thank you again, and I appreciate your tuning in, and have a good rest of the day.